All right, real quick, I have one more before we jumped into the topics of the day because this one sparked me when I woke up this morning. I wake up, I usually turn on ESPN. Mm -hmm. Turn on ESPN, Stephen A. Smith is breaking down UFC stuff like it's Ariel and the bad guy or Max Kellerman. I'm like, why the hell is Stephen A. Smith right here doing this, right? But again, got to remember the UFC and ESPN are partners. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So he's breaking down, this is from last night, I saw it this morning. Uh, that Ronald Jakara Souza tested positive. He's on the undercard of the fights that's taking place tonight. All right. Uh, so I'm like, so wait. wait and they, him and his uh, and uh, his trainers, two trainers. of his trainers, yeah, trainers test, thank you, D, mm-hmm. uh, tested positive. Yeah. And Stephen A. Smith is going through, you know, what type of uh, risks that basically there's no risk that this was taken care of properly. And you got to understand he's doing this because he's the face of ESPN and they are going to keep this car going that Disney stopped. Uh, a month ago when they were going to have a fight, Disney was like, you know what? We need to slow this down. Mm-hmm. And one thing that we've been saying on this show, especially on the flip, but on Dear Davis' show is hold that ish back. I think I said two weeks ago, they don't need to be fighting because it's going to be a dude on dude. You're going to be breathing on each other. And you caught this dude right here. And who's Janelle, who's asymptomatic, that's already about to get into that ring. And it's just, listen, I, I get And some people will say with well, football, well, they know the risk that they're taking. And even with the, the UFC, they know the risk that they're taking. That's one thing to know that you can get bodily injury from the, the, the contact or impact that another person provides or, or deals, doles out to you. It's different to catch a virus in a fight. You know, like there's, there's a reason why people test, for instance, like HIV, because back in the days they didn't, but they didn't want you to be bloodied and have an open sore and then come in contact with somebody else and tr- maybe the virus can be trans, uh, tr- transmitted to you. Mm-hmm. So again, to the point, ESPN needs to chill this shit out all right, this card needs to be pulled. They're going to do it tonight. It needs to be pulled. There's no reason to do this. Go ahead, dude. So did they cancel that? The, the prelim. They said, now, again, they said the prelim. I don't know if all prelims are canceled. So that fight said, was going to be in a pre, uh, pre It was a pre, yeah, yes. it was a preliminary. It was okay. a preliminary fight. All right. It was but in it, Jacksonville. And that fight itself did get canceled, though, right? He's no, not no, fighting, right? He's not fighting, right. yes. Gotcha. Okay. All right, all right, all right. I don't, I, I don't know if they found an opponent to fill in. I, I didn't hear. I it's too short it. notice. It's though, too right? short. They had to be right. there tonight. And right. also, how would they? That person wouldn't Train. have been in quarantine either. Uh, right. You know. All right. This is real quick. Uh, White told it. This Dana White told ESPN this development will have no impact on UFC's next two events, which are scheduled to take place on Wednesday, May 16th in Jacksonville. The Florida Boxing Commission wasn't expected to release a statement on the matter. Okay. I'm just trying to make sure. UFC's main card begins at 10 p.m. pay-per-view. So, yeah, this, the fight's still going on. See, now, I'm of two minds of this. One, I think we, as you said before, Ken, we've been talking about this, preaching about this for a while, and I've been adamant, like, listen, no sports is worth someone catching COVID-19 because then when that happens, that, per- that particular person gets it. You never know who else had it or where it's being spread, right? You do have that, and also you have, and I bring it up, I always do, the WWE and how they're still holding their, uh, their events, their, their TV shows. And that's obviously personal person, that's contact, right? But it'd be one thing if it came out to say, like, I don't know, um, uh, John Cena has COVID-19 and he's supposed to go into a match. I would think, logically, they would say, hold up, stop production, Stop all this. We shutting it down for a minute. We know somebody who has it. We got to do contact tracing to see what's happening. I would think the U- I would think the UFC would do that. I would think, as you said, Ken, hold on, cancel this. 
We got to figure out what's going on. Contact tracing. I know you just came in for this fight. I know you're coming in a particular area, but we need to check, check now. So, I mean, I would, I would think they'll stop it. The only reason I was really against it with the whole thing with the islands, like, why are you flying people into an island? Going to be stuck there on an island, and then you got to go and all this stuff. You got to fly people in, try to get around international laws and flight restrictions and shit like that. Okay, in this case, why are you going to have an event and you know three people who are coming? Oh, yeah, it's definitely that can. But why are you going to have three people? Why are you going to have this event you got three people in office? Listen, it's not worth it because if anybody else gets sick, they come for your head, Dana White. Oh, you had this event that I was at, or I was, I was, I'm a trainer like that. You didn't, you didn't properly uh, scan everybody or check everybody. I'm suing your ass. Uh, the preliminaries begin at 6 p.m., so they're still having undercards. Wow. So, for, the love, for the love of the money. Gotta make that money, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See it, Ryan? No, I just wanted to say, as we said before about the, the stories on this show, about the, uh, the churches and other uh, establishments, it's all about the money at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, this is where being selfish uh, hurts, hurts you in the wrong way. And like you said, D, if, if something would have happened to all the, the rest of the other fighters, like you said, they would have been lost, losses up the wazoo. And Dana White, I know they're making money, but uh, I guarantee you it doesn't have that much money to pay out all those fighters have a bit uh, an action like that would have taken place you have to be extra cautious i know people want to get back to work but you know you got to have a contingency plan in places you can't just go uh fly off the seat of your pants uh, and like a chicken like a chicken with his head cut off you got to be organized right here and it sounds like he's not organized he doesn't yeah. care exactly <laughs> yeah yeah uh, i'm not going to say anything too different than you guys uh, we've talked about this a lot i i I would always err on the side of caution. If you feel like there's a chance that something really bad could happen and then you get a positive test, I would say push everything back. I mean, there's no fans there. Are you really worried about accommodations for people? I I think you would give yourself a buffer zone anyways with whatever plan. So it it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But, you know, UFC, they want to get back to it. Everybody wants to get back to it. Everybody's going crazy over this stuff. And there's pressure from the president to get sports going. So everybody's trying to trying to hit that perfect marketing wave, if you will. And before we jump off of this, where is this, where's the fight being located at? Where's the fight happening? Jacksonville. Jacksonville, Florida? Florida. Oh, shit. shit. I hope you knew it was Florida, oh, I right? No, no, no. I didn't know. I didn't know. I was just asking. Now. <laughs> Real quick, real quick. I read an article this morning. It was pertaining to here in Illinois, but it kind of opened. It kind of kind of went across the entire country. So you have states reopening, right, guys? And some some parts of some states, sheriffs, DAs, whatever the case may be, like, man, listen, we ain't listening to that lockdown no more. Executive orders. We gonna let our counties open. We gonna let our business open. Don't worry about that. It's not happening here. Y'all okay? Y'all fine? So the Trial Lawyers Association came out and said, Hey, listen. I'm going to let y'all know right now, if somebody sue y'all, that insurance ain't going to cover you. So be prepared for lawsuits to come to your ass if somebody gets sick, if somebody uh, contracts a coronavirus. And obviously, this is happening down in Florida. I don't know what the Trial Lawyers Association has anything to do. Well, I would think they have something to do with down in Florida, obviously, because Trial Lawyers down there. But I'm very curious as to, I wonder if this is something or, or lawsuits are going to be the way to kind of put people back in check. If you go into an establishment 
and is and and this still has stay in orders or guidelines in that particular state. Somebody comes in, purchase something or any kind of transaction, and they get COVID nineteen. They turn around and sue them. Does it need to be enough lawsuits out there to scare these scare people? Be like, okay, listen, I want to be back open. I know I want to defy these laws to stay at home orders, but am I willing to now to risk lawsuits because they can come? They can kind of come from anywhere and everywhere, and my assurance is not going to back me. So I wanted to, before we kick over, Ken, I wanted to get y'all idea uh, thoughts on that. Um, listen, to be honest with you. Uh, on piggybacking that, it was a really good article we got from our guy Weekend Gabe from uh, Adam Sower from yeah. the Atlantic. Gabe Mendoza. Uh, talking about the, uh, the coronavirus was an emergency until Trump found out who was dying. And uh, it kind of kind of goes along with what he's saying, because when we first came to find out that a large majority of the people that were affected were people that were of color. One, it was African-American. Like here in Chicago, it was African-American until like last week. And then People, brown, people of brown uh, hue took over our Hispanic population uh, are uh, the highest right now. That once it became the people that are the working class that are the servers and stuff, the meat package people, and it became like, hold on, wait, we're not dying like this? That's when you saw this, let's open everything up and, and get into what D you're saying as far as the insurance, uh, them tell, the lawyers are telling them the insurance won't be covered. Uh, it's ridiculousness. Um, we're going to let an idiot cause us to have another spike. And it's not even it's not even a question. There was a situation uh, when over Passover in New York, where they it's proven that they they spiked up again after people went out and and congregated for Passover. Mm -hmm. And now that's just one set of people. Now you're telling people to go back into barbershops, salons, uh, uh, restaurants, movie theaters, mm -hmm. all these places where you sit for hours and air is being recycled. Uh, we know how contagious. We also found out that the second strain is more contagious. It's not worse, but it's a lot more contagious than the initial strain that took place in Wuhan. And it's, it's flabbergasting to really be honest with you, because I'm still be in the house chilling when all y'all got to come back in the house. So I won't have been back outside. I will still be in yeah. my prep mode because I don't necessarily think my job, even though there was discussion on when that office is going to necessarily open back up, I don't think they're going to be like uh, forcing us like, yeah, bring your ass back. Oh, hell no. Yeah, bring especially if we don't feel it's safe. I mean, some people may want to risk it, but I'm not going to risk it. And then right now, I don't have a quote-unquote a pre-existing condition. But um, it's just it just shows this partisan divide in this country as far as like we're really all acting really fuck bad shit crazy. Did anybody see uh, Obama's uh, call to the Obama uh, uh, alumni and hear his excerpts. I heard, I heard something about he was pretty. Um, yeah, he said that you know basically pissed off a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that you know in any administration this would have been a problem, but the the, the fact that you have tribalism and partisanship and xenophobia. And it's not just in America. Look at Italy and all these other places where tribalism has just sprung up and been so big that countries aren't working together. And then you see here, even with our federal government and our local state governments not being able to work together, that just the type of fuck shit that's been taking place was something that even if you had competent people doing it, it would have been a problem. When you have incompetent people doing it, you have this death toll being as high and you have people telling us initially we're all going to have tests and now we're not going to have enough tests because they don't really want to know the number of the test because if we knew the numbers they wouldn't be opening this shit back up yep that's my point 
Yeah, uh, you know, looking at uh, your question, D, or trying to answer it, lawsuits are a good countermeasure because I was actually thinking about this not too long ago where it would certainly when you got money on the line, that's when people really start listening. Mm -hmm. But I think the issue is courts are delaying so many things. You're not even able to really convene. Those lawsuits might not come to way down the road when we're already spiking. So if like, if let's say lawsuits would maybe bring some fear back into the people in charge of these crazy states and counties and everything where they're just like, open it, open it, open it, forget the consequences, just open things. Mm -hmm. If you want to scare those people, I don't think that they're going to be scared until maybe months, years down the line when it's already been way too late mm. and the damage has been done. Okay. I, I wanted to jump on Ken's point about disparity between the African-American community and the broader community. You're right, Ken, especially with everything regarding to health. We as African-Americans suffer the worst. Yes, we do. We have to take care of ourselves, but that's besides the point. The, uh, the thought that popped in my head was, uh, it, was, it was from a scene from the movie Boys in the Hood. It was Cuba Gooden Jr.'s character, I forget his name, and uh, Lawrence Fishburne, who played his father in, in the film. Yeah, I don't know if, you know if you guys remember the scene where he took... Uh, I didn't think it was trading his friends out to that field, and he was explaining uh, about how the, the you know the drugs got into the community at mm -hmm. that time. And he said, um, Lawrence Fishburne's character. He he said, you know, uh, it didn't it become a problem until the stuff started hitting Wall Street and farm lanes like Iowa, Wisconsin, and some of those rural areas. And once it started hitting those areas, then it, it became a problem. Real quick, this is what. Uh, was heard on a call with the Obama alumni that took place, I believe, yesterday. It's part of the, this is what uh, Barack Obama, President Barack, former President Barack Obama said. It's part of the reason why the response to this global crisis has been so anemic and spotty. It would have had even been, uh, it even have been bad with the best of governments, but it's been an absolute chaotic disaster. When the mindset of what's in it for me and to heck with everybody else, when that's the mindset that has been operationalized in our government. Yeah, on point. And, he hasn't said anything bad about Trump and Trump's been taking shots at him all the time. And I know usually presidents don't take shots at other presidents. Bush and Barack Obama should be going at his neck because it's dangerous and it's not a game. I think once the general election kicks up, I think you might have them both up. Oh, yeah. They also, he was also trying to energize his former uh, administration and people that were a part of his administration to start uh, getting out there and going for Joe Biden. So that's really the emphasis of what was taking place. Yep.